This episode is brought to you by Kamlan. Kamlan is a post-apocalyptic urban fantasy podcast inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. It's written and directed by Ella Watts, who you may know from her work from Doctor Who Redacted and Eliza, A Robot Story, and produced by Amber Devereaux at Tin Can Audio. Y'all, this is one of my favorite new podcasts. I am so excited for you to hear it. It's tightly written with mythic weight and personal stakes and just absolutely gorgeous sound design. Go subscribe to Kamlan, that's C-A-M-L-A-A-N, wherever you're listening to this, and stay tuned at the end of the episode for a trailer for the show. Hello, this is Jeffrey. And this is Eleanor. Have you visited our website recently? It's unwellpodcast.com. I wanted to remind you that that is the hub that we use to collect all things unwell in one place. We have transcripts to every episode in case you want to read along or double-check something you heard. There's info about our cast and crew. You can also find information about how to support us on Patreon. And... If you want, you can check out our awesome merch store. You can also find links to our advertisers. As an independently produced show, we really rely on our listeners like you to help us succeed. So whether that's supporting us on Patreon, simply telling a friend about the show, your support really makes this all possible. So check out our website, see all the things we've got to offer there. One more time, that's unwellpodcast.com. Come in, Mom. Rudy? Your dad wanted to know if you were going to watch the game with him. Nah, it's okay. The Phillies are terrible this year anyway. Okay, Buster Brown. What's really eating you? I'm fine. You said all of three words at dinner. It's nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you something, but I know what you're going to say. Is that right? If you know how to read minds, then we're off to the casinos. You know what I mean. What's your question? Can we get a dog? That? It's one of the three questions I hoped you'd never ask me. What are the other two? You know I can't tell you that. Because then I'd ask you. Uh Uh-huh. So, can we get a dog? Rudy. Okay, before I answer, you know how much I love you. You're my whole world. So, no? No. I knew it. Listen to me. It's not fair. I agree. It's not. Please. No. I promise I'll take good care of it. That's not the problem. Then what is it? You see these marks around my ankle? I was about your age, maybe a little younger, and somebody's mutt got loose and went after me. I had to have a few dozen stitches. Just because you met a bad dog doesn't mean that my dog would be a bad dog. No, Rudy. Final word, no wild animals in my house. It's not a wild animal. It's a dog. Oh, you think there's a difference? There is. I'm going to tell you a story. Is this another one of your weird fables? (laughs) My fables are outstanding. Do you want me to turn the lights off? I want a dog. No. Now listen. There once was a flock of sheep which was watched over by a young border collie. steps are, so I don't have to circle back and waste my time. Mm. 
<laughs> what time is it? A little after seven. There's coffee if you want it. No, that's not what I'm... Sheriff, you're misunderstanding me. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to fall asleep here. I don't know how you managed it. These chairs are not comfortable. I've had worse. Well, don't make it a habit. The August Lodge doesn't permit lodgers. I am just now realizing how absurd that sounds. I'm not trying to undermine your authority. Far from it. Has there been anything new about the, you know, the wolves? Hazel's trying to find out. The Delphic Order is here to offer support, Sheriff. Yes. Any way we can. Just say the word. All right? All right. Thank you. Goodbye now. What did he say? What I expected him to. He's called in Julian Animal Control to handle the... What did he call it? Our lupine quandary. What did he say about our offer to patrol? Not to. I'm sorry, did you say patrol? Do you want me to call him? I can pull rank. As in wolf patrol. I doubt he'll listen to you. I'm the deputy mayor, Hazel. Don't take it personally. You didn't hear him. He's got that tone in his voice again. Sheriff Joshi is not accepting suggestions right now. Excuse me, were you planning to send members of the Order out to look for wolves? Planning to? No. Curtis, Alden, Alex, and Joanne are already doing it. Here, take a look. We've spotted the wolves wandering the streets near Town Hall and just at the edge of the forest around Fenwood. I told Team Bravo to scan this area and Team Charlie to check over here. If there are other packs, we'll find them. Teams Bravo and Charlie. I gotta hand it to you, Hazel. I knew you were organized, but I never had you pegged as paramilitary. We used to have a traditional capture the flag game at the annual Gibbons extended family picnic. We stopped doing it after my cousins complained that my team had an unfair advantage. Have there been any attacks? Not so far. The Revelator is nothing if not patient. So you think Silas is doing this? You don't? I don't have enough information to say one way or another. That's the trouble with you scientists. You need something 99.9% certain before you'll consider declaring it a fact. Those of us who have to make decisions don't get that luxury. Is there a chance this isn't Silas? Don't you start with me, Chester. What I mean is, what if this is related to that other... The one who blooms. I still don't even know what that is. Nothing in the text says the Revelator would be heralded by wolves. The text was written to advise us on how we keep him out of Mount Absalom. Not what we do if we fail. You said there was a pack near Fenwood? At least three wolves that we know of. Has anybody told Dot or Lily yet? If these wolves present any sort of danger, we have to warn them. Dot and Lily are grown-ups. I don't need to warn them about wolves. Dot wanders, Hazel. Wanders? Because of the, you know, her illness. She wanders out of the house. That's how she broke her leg, remember? If there are wolves right near Fenwood... All right, all right. I'll have Alden and Joanne stop by and mention it. Thank you, Hazel. Wait. No, I have a better idea. It's probably time we pulled them in anyhow. You should go talk to them, Rudy. Pull them in? We are in crisis. This is no time for warring camps. Please let Dot know that we are willing to collaborate. Should I talk to Abby and Marisol, too? If they wish to help, I'll be happy to have them. But the Harpers are the most important. 
Their roots go deep in Mount Absalom. Silas will want them on his side. We can't allow it. I'm going to head downtown. When Julian Animal Control shows up, I want to be there. Sheriff Joshi will be thrilled to see you. Thrilled or not, it's important he does. What's coming this way isn't going to be handled by protocols and bureaucracy, and I need him to see that I'm not somebody you can simply hang up on. Chester, let Rudy borrow your car. I can drive him. You shouldn't be there. It'll make Dot defensive. But what you can do, if you have a moment, is ensure we won't face any roadblocks from Mayor Lopez. Stay in touch. I'll be back as soon as I can. You look like you wish you'd said something. Me? No. Hazel's in her element. She's got it under control. Except? Except she hasn't seen what you and I have. In the walls at Fenwood. I thought you told her about that. I'm not sure she fully grasps what we experienced. I barely do when I was there. Yes, exactly. Maps and scouting teams are all well and good for roaming wolf packs, but what we went through... I'm not sure there's a way we can plan for that. Come on. I'll drop you a bit away from Fenwood and you can walk the rest of the way. The Collie was diligent and loyal, always keeping a close eye on his charges. What does diligent mean? Dedicated. He made sure no lambs wandered too far off, and he was always mindful of predators that might try and attack the flock. One night, as the moon ducked in and out of the clouds, a wolf emerged from the woods and tried to make a meal of one of them, only to be chased off by the collie's fierce barking. Now that would have been the end of it, but as I said, the collie was very dedicated. Instead of simply scaring the wolf away, the collie went after him, thinking to himself that he would make the wolf learn his lesson and never come back. The wolf ran into the woods and the collie followed, growling bravely at the shadows and on guard for an attack. But no attack came. Instead, the collie heard the wolf call out to him in a voice filled with honey and curiosity. Why did you do that? The wolf asked. Because I'm the guardian of these simple creatures, the collie replied, and no harm shall come to them while I protect them. But why do you protect them? The wolf asked, emerging into a shaft of moonlight. You are a wolf like me. I am not, protested the collie. I am a shepherd dog. But look at us, said the wolf. Look how alike we are. The same ears, the same paws, the same snout, the same teeth. Together we could enjoy the delicious lambs however and whenever we wished. The collie grew very angry at this and barked fiercely at the wolf until it ran back deep inside the forest. The collie left the woods and returned to its flock, but in the distance he could hear the wolf howling its lament, and something stirred in him. Hey. Oh. Hello. Can I come in? 
You don't have to ask that, Rudy. Last I saw, you're still paid through the end of the month. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is there somebody new staying here? New? I saw a little girl when I was walking up. It, you saw her? That's... That's... Amy. She was helping out around here while Wes was gone. Oh, I get it. Wait, was? You just said was gone. Wes is back? He is. When did that happen? A few days ago. How's he doing? As well as you can expect from someone who died in 1954. Is he here? He and Abby are out doing research. On what? They didn't tell me. On the wolves? What do you want, Rudy? Right. Two things. One, I wanted you to know that there have been wolves spotted in the forest near here. We know. We saw. Oh. Not the first time that's happened. You remember. What's the second thing? Is Dot here? She's resting. You can tell me. I'd prefer to talk to both of you. About what? About Silas. Are you speaking for yourself right now, or are you speaking for the Delphics? Both. I mean, neither. I mean, I'm not speaking for the Delphics. But you are speaking with them. Lily, please listen to me. No, Rudy. I think you should listen to me. I grew up here. Remember that? Now, maybe I wasn't as in tune with local politics as I should have been on account of being a kid and all, but what I always knew about the Delphics was that there wasn't anything going on in the town that they didn't need to put their little stamp on. School bake sale, sponsored by the Delphic Order. Mount Absalom craft fair, sponsored by the Delphic Order. Traveling amusement park coming through, don't worry everyone, this has all been inspected and improved by the Delphic Order. And now it's you too. Come on, it's not like that. No, it's pretty much exactly like that. Hi, Dot. Hello, Rudy. I caught the distinctive sound of my daughter on a tirade. Figured I should come check it out. That wasn't a tirade. It wasn't? Hmm. Maybe I've been using that word wrong all these years. Come here, you. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I'm sorry about that. Shh. You've been busy. I get that. With your telescope and whatever else those fucking Delphics want from you. That's sort of what I want to talk to you about. That's why Lily was tirading. Yes, of course. You're here as Hazel's emissary? Like I was saying to Lily, I'm not here uh, representing the Delphic Order exactly, but I'd like to see if I can maybe build a bridge between all of us. Is that right? What's going on in the town right now is a crisis. I'm sure you both agree with me on that. No question. And in a time of crisis like this is, it makes more sense for us to band together, all of us. Mm-hmm. Under Hazel's command, I'm presuming. It doesn't... She didn't talk to me about the... She didn't say she'd be in charge of you. She doesn't need to, though, does she? In her defense, she is incredibly organized, Dot. Well, you'd have to be when you're a fucking control freak. I'm saying this all wrong. Think of it like a truce. We talk to each other about what we know, what we're seeing, pool our information. Like she doesn't have enough of our information already. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean, for one thing, that the Delphics knew a lot more about Mom's condition before any of us were sharing that around. And for another thing, I know you were sneaking around this house looking for whatever else you could find. He did what? How did you say it? You needed space to follow a theory. Except this theory you were following, you were following it right into here. That's why you got us out of the house chasing down Wes on the other side of town. I listened to your message a few times, Rudy, and I couldn't figure out why there was some kind of weird echo on it. Like I could hear your voice saying the same words in the background. And then I listened a little closer and I could hear a few of these boards creaking and I understood. You were inside Finwood when you left us that message, weren't you? Rudy? 
I can explain. Were you going to tell us yourself? I meant to. So it's true? You were spying on me? On us? For fucking Hazel? That's not what I... Shut up! Shut the fuck up, Rudy! How unbelievably fucking dare you! What was she looking for? Some papers I forgot to sign? Something in my medication she can whisper around town to let people know just how crazy I'm going to get before it's over? Dot, that's not why we... I thought I told you to shut the fuck up. Here's what you can tell her. I take one five milligram tablet with a glass of water before I go to sleep each night. Because of the meds, I usually have to wake up once in the middle of the night to piss. So now I sleep with a rubber pad under my bed sheets just in case I don't wake up in time. But lucky me, Rudy, that's never happened. Because every few nights or so, I'll have a nightmare of such sheer fucking intensity that it makes me shoot up in bed screaming, which is murder on the back, which makes it even harder for me to go to sleep in the first place. And the lack of sleep, you might have noticed, means I have very little fucking patience left when somebody I considered a friend tells me they broke into my house on behalf of the Delphic fucking order. Is that all clear for your little report, 007? I promise you, Dot, we didn't come here to... You keep saying we. Who else was with you? Chester. Chester. Of course it was Chester. Listen, when we were here, something happened. We found a secret passageway in your room. Oh, I'm sure you did. You pull the copy of Oliver Twist off the third bookshelf in the drawing room, then you follow the spiral staircase down into the witch's lair, where my ever-bubbling cauldron of toad eyes and Jesus Christ, Rudy! Lily told me you were a terrible liar, but I didn't think she meant you were this fucking bad at it. This isn't going at all how I hoped. No. You hoped I'd drop to my knees in gratitude at the sight of the Delphics riding in to save poor feeble old me? Then maybe I'd be happy to hear you were snooping around in my room? I'm telling you, there was another door in there. It led to some kind of underground river. I'm telling the truth. Fuck you. Get out of my house. Do you have anything left in your room? I'll have Wes pack it up and another of Hazel's goons can come get it for you. Wes is back. Did you know that? No thanks to you. Get out. So, but it's okay for Silas to be here? I'm trying to help, trying to do something to save Mount Absalom. Now I'm the bad guy. But Silas, no. Lily invites Silas over for dinner. Gets to gets to head out to the woods for little conferences. Yes, Hazel told me about that. She told me they'd seen you talking with him. Really? Then you can tell Hazel I'll be watching for them from now on. And if I see anyone even looks like they're spying on me, I'll give them two black eyes. Are you working with him? What? Are you working with him? Do you know what he did when he was alive? Do you know how many people he killed? He's a monster. I know. I know he's not kind, but he's never lied to me either. Is that right, Lily? Or is he just better at it than I am? We're not working with Silas, Rudy. But we're not going to work with you or the Delphics either. None of you can be trusted. Dot, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything. But we need to set aside our differences. Don't you see that? For the good of Mount Absalom. For the good of... Rudy, you spend your days wandering from points A through Z, looking up at stars. You don't get to be all high and sanctimonious with me about the one place on Earth where I have spent this fucking much of my entire fucking life. (laughs) Yes! Aha! You caught me! (laughs) I said the F word again. Sorry, Lily Bell. Amy. What? Amy. Remember? The girl who was helping out while Wes was gone? Her name is... Amy? Oh, of course. Amy, I'm so sorry. This dumb disease of mine. There, now you have something new to tell Hazel. Dot, 
please. I thought I made myself clear. Get out. Go, Rudy. Colchester. Hi. Are you still around? Can you come get me? No. No, that didn't go well at all. The wolf did come back the next night. The collie asked him, What did you end up eating? The wolf said to the collie, Last night I ate nothing. I saw a few rabbits and their terror made them swift and nimble and I was unable to catch one. You must be starving, said the collie. I am, the wolf replied, but the pain of my hunger is lessened by the joy I felt at the pursuit. I must go now. So soon, said the collie. I hope to hear more. I'll come back tomorrow, the wolf promised, but tonight I must continue my hunt. And the wolf left with the collie anxious for his return. What happened? I don't want to talk about it. That bad? Look, could you drive me to the observatory? Something you need to check out? No. Well, yes, sure, a few things, but... Right now, I need some space. Personal space, I mean, to collect my thoughts. I didn't mean take me to the observatory so I can look at space. I got what you meant. Not that there's much I can look at mid-afternoon. Rudy did not. I am officially persona non grata. You do know that you can stay with Lulu and I. I don't want to impose. You're more than welcome. Maybe. Thank you. Might be I'd prefer to just stay at the observatory. You're sure you'll be okay on your own? I won't be on my own. I did wonder if you were ever going to tell me. This would be Nora Lee? That's not her name. Not Lee. Nora Tendelkar. She's an astronomer, been there since 1911. The telescope is her design. 1911? I knew there were rumors as long as I've been alive, but I didn't know it went so far back. And she was the one who... when Hazel and I were examining the observatory. She can be a bit intense, it's true. And honestly, she hasn't been very trusting of the order. She's kept to herself when any of you come around. I've told Hazel several times they're not tools or things, they're residents. We should talk to them like people. But no, with Hazel everything is tactical. We'll compel them to help if we must. Yeah, Nora's not someone you can compel, before she died or after. Please tell her that I'm only looking for a conversation, to get her insight, her and the other ghosts, if she knows any. What we need to do, I don't know if the living are going to be enough for it. We'll need the departed as well. And if she says no? Like you said, we can't compel her. I'll let you know what she says. The next night, the wolf did return and told the collie how he had outsmarted one rabbit and made a tender meal of it. He then headed back into the woods with a promise to come back the next night. And for the next 10 nights, this nightly meeting continued. And the wolf told the collie other stories of his life. He spoke of the satisfaction he felt tracking the scent of prey. He told of the songs he sang to the moon. 
And, said the wolf, when one is a wolf as we are, our pack is always nearby. Our howls travel everywhere with the wind. To be a wolf is to never be alone, to always be among a family of equals. And this time, when the wolf said the collie was a wolf, he didn't correct him. You're 100% sure. No problem bringing you home with me. Lulu can warm up some of last night's casserole. We had plenty. I'm not hungry. Thanks, Jester. Talk soon. On the tenth night, the wolf asked the collie, Would you let me have one of these sheep, my brother? The collie looked back at the sleeping flock. His own teeth were itching. And he said, Yes. The wolf grinned and howled mightily. One by one, some twenty wolves emerged from the woods. The pack descended upon the fearful, bleeding flock, killing and devouring as they pleased. And when they left the hillside, the collie went with them. Text. Text Hayes. Chester. Text Chester. Wolves near observatory need assist. Whoop. Stay. Stay away. Please. I don't mean you any... I'm not. Please. Oh, God. Oh, please. Stay. What? Did you... Did you just lick my hand? Hi there. Are you not... Rudy, you're quiet. I scared you. I'm sorry. I wish I didn't have to. But I do need you to understand how serious I am about this. There will be no dogs in this house because there are some natures that can never be overcome. A dog is a wolf who has forgotten itself. Eventually it will remember. Mom? Yeah? That didn't sound like one of your stories. That sounded like Uncle Joyce. It's one of mine. I mean, it sounded like the way Uncle Joyce would have told it. Stop it. It's okay. I didn't mean that you- Enough, Rudy. I told you we don't say that name in this house. He's not part of us anymore. None of that is. I know. If we want to leave all of that behind us- I know. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, too. I'm going to go take care of the dishes. Don't forget to brush your teeth. I won't. Nora? Nora, Nora, it's me. It's Rudy. Hello? Are you not speaking with me? Nora? That's not it, is it? Are you even here? Where are you? All right. All right.
This episode features Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Jack Benjamin as young Rudy, Casey Pilkington as Julia, Krista D'Agostino as Hazel, Pat King as Chester, Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Symphony Sanders as young Lily. Written by Bilal Dardai. Sound design by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Directed by June Thiel. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer Mel Ruder. Unwell lead sound designer Eli Hamada McElveen. Executive producers Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers Mike Beale, Calico Davis, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, J.D. Horn. Nick Keenan, Carolyn Koskasten, Megan McLean, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Please hold. Your call is very important to us, and we will get to it as quickly as we can. The cataclysm is frightening for everyone. Remember, in times like these, We need to stick together more than ever. If you need emergency assistance, please call 999. Your position in the queue is 333. Hello, you've reached the Cataclysm Casualties Hotline. Can I take your name and date of birth? Peretti Green. Morgan Jones. Hugh Liu. Gwen Turner. Just call me Di. Okay, and who are you calling for today? My mum. Shan Thomas. She was in Aberystwyth. Matthew and Louise Turner. In Kirkwall, on Orkney. My father, Kai Liu. Ben. Ben Jones. I, I saw something on the news about a sea serpent. He's 15 years old. Anna and Sophie Green in Portsmouth. What's happening in Kowloon? Listen, is this real? I've been seeing news reports about dragons. Well, let me look that up for you. Where are you calling from today? Bristol. 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 Leicester. I'm so sorry. It looks like we haven't got anyone listed under that name on the database. This means they haven't been listed as a fatality. Call back tomorrow, and if you haven't heard anything from us or your loved one in three days, try the online form. I know this is scary, but it's okay. We're going to get through this. Together. Camlan, a post-apocalyptic audio drama by Ella Watts, inspired by folklore and Arthurian legends. Coming January 2024. Produced by Tin Can Audio.